Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnards on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey, it's me, Emilio. We are uh, joining you once again on this episode to uh, get into one of our uh, classic uh, college all-time teams. And on this episode, we're going to be exploring the uh, 20 players who went on to play in the NBA and uh, related leagues who attended Washington State. Yes, and um, interesting college in the Pac-12, but um, produced some NBA players, but not many. Yeah, located in uh, Pullman, Washington. As you said, they play in the Pac-12 home games at uh, Beasley Coliseum out there in Pullman. Uh, not too many retired numbers, a pretty stark contrast from our previous episode of Kansas State. Uh, some notable former coaches uh, have, have come through the uh, the program and a couple of notable players as well. We're going to approach this episode in the way that we uh, typically do. Uh, going to create a uh, starting lineup and then uh, fill out a uh, 12-man bench. We're going to start by uh, naming our uh, starting center, power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard. All right, without further ado, let's uh, jump into it, Mills. Who do you have as your starting center on the Washington State all-time team? I have James Donaldson, J.D. This guy has the most minutes played of anybody from um, Washington State and um, picked in the 1979 NBA draft and played for 14 years and was an all-star. Yeah, pretty notable that he uh, got drafted as late as he did in that uh, 79 draft uh, in the uh, fourth round, uh, which was still a thing at the time, uh, 73rd overall. So a guy who uh, overcame some significant obstacles to uh, make it as long as he did in the league. But yeah, I mean, a towering presence, seven foot two, yes. uh, 275. So uh, a big dude actually born in, uh, in England, even though uh, he appears to be an American in terms of like where he uh, grew up. But uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about his career. Yeah, I had one all-star season there. With um, seven points per game. and um, With the Mavericks, yeah, in 87, 88. Ten rebounds. No, nine rebounds. Um, kind of weird season for him to get all-star. Had some better seasons in there, but um, pretty consistent career. 8.6 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game for his career, and almost a dozen games in the league. Yeah, notable uh, in that uh, I came across this when uh, doing a little research into James Donaldson. Apparently, the uh, New York Daily News did a uh, – they ran a fan vote. And uh, determined that James Donaldson's All Star selection in uh, 1988 was the uh, the worst All Star player ever, according to uh, Daily News fan vote. So wow. <laughs> that's uh, quite a quite a striking uh, statement about James Donaldson's All Star appearance. Yeah, I mean, wasn't great in that All Star season, I will say. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely not a uh, not, not a, a uh, you know huge minutes guy. I mean, 27.4 minutes, but uh, 659 starts out of 957 regular season games. So definitely got out there on the court. Uh, despite not uh, dominating, perhaps. Uh, also worth uh, noting that uh, he never took a three-pointer in his entire career. Wow. That's a lot of games. Uh, yeah. Never, ever let one go from behind the long line. Even, so. like, at the buzzer or anything, nothing. Yep. Uh, also notable for uh, having a post-career run for uh, mayor of Seattle in uh, 2009. He did not win, but uh, notable as a political figure as well. And also uh, survived an aortic dissection in uh, 2018. So uh, thank goodness for that. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, you know, tough, tough situation, uh, pretty unusual. And, uh, and James Donaldson came through it. Uh, you know, sometimes these guys with uh, especially big bodies can have, uh, you know, some sort of internal issues. Yeah. He can. was 6'9", I think. 7'2". Uh, 
uh, uh, James, James Donaldson. Yeah, a really, really big guy. Also uh, notable in that uh, he was traded uh, straight up for a, another Washington State alum, which we'll get to uh, later in the episode. Pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So I had uh, James Donaldson as my uh, five as well. Uh, let's move on to the four meals. Who'd you have there? I had Aaron Baines. Now this guy, um, more recent player, um, probably a center, but I put him at power forward because short, definitely shorter than um, James Donaldson. Um, yeah, several inches. Played in the league for nine years, um, undrafted from New Zealand, and um, had an okay career. Played on uh, the Raptors, Suns, Celtics, Pistons, and Spurs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, unusual in that he's from uh, New Zealand originally and has gone on to uh, represent Australia internationally. Um, yeah, I mean, I was a rugby player coming up and uh, certainly has that sort of rugby uh, like feel to his game, I would say. I mean, a very physical uh, style of player. We've watched this guy play a bunch in his career, obviously broken with the uh, with the Spurs, uh, won a title with them as uh, as a guy who was actually getting some minutes as a backup big in uh, in that 2013-2014 season. A bit player, but uh, was getting on the court even in the playoffs, and, and went on to the uh, to the Pistons after that. It was a solid uh, backup center for the Pistons. I mean, playing just like 15 minutes a game thereabouts, and then moved on to uh, actually made an interesting turn later in his career where he started uh, popping some threes. Yeah, not a lot, but I mean, it, it seemed like, like 1. his career. One point nine a game. Yeah, well, I mean, by the end of his career, but I mean, he had that year with uh, with the Suns in 2019, 2020. Oh, yeah where he was uh, attempting four a game and hitting uh, 35%. So actually became a bit of a weapon out there, uh, despite injuries kind of uh, taking their toll on his career uh, down the end and him not yeah. playing quite as much. Only played 42 games that season. Yeah, 522 games in the league, though. Not bad at all for a guy who got started at uh, age 26. Yeah. And uh, still playing now, actually, in Australia, uh, playing in the NBL for the uh, Brisbane uh, Bullets. And um, actually had his NBA career uh, sidetracked uh, during the uh, 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, where he was representing Australia, had a, a fairly serious uh, spinal cord injury. And I think that really uh, prevented him from uh, getting his career or being able to continue his career in the NBA. But I mean, making too it to bad. age 34 is like is pretty solid anyway. Yeah, too bad because it wasn't even in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, he was representing his national team. So, I mean, at, at least that's like uh, on a big stage. Yeah, on a big stage. Exactly. All right, so I did not have Aaron Baines on my uh, in, in my starting lineup. I did have him on my team, of course. He's certainly one of the better players out of um, Washington State. For me, at the four, I went with a guy who I know you had coming off your bench, talking about Gene Conley. Gene Conley, yes. Um, this guy was a three-time NBA champion, um, played baseball and basketball, notably. Um, played basketball, then played five years of baseball, then three years of basketball, then another league year of baseball, then two more years of basketball. So this guy really jumped around 5.9 points per game on his career. And um, yeah, a decent NBA player. Not amazing, but. Definitely, but a uh, three-time NBA champ. We're going to get into this guy because he's uh, definitely got one of the more interesting stories of anyone we've come across uh, in doing these episodes, I would say. Uh, known as uh, Long Gene, uh, 6'8", 225, so a uh, big man uh, for sure, especially in terms of uh, being a baseball player. Uh, taken in the 10th round of the uh, 1952 NBA draft by the Celtics and uh, really took some time before he really uh, committed to uh, playing basketball more seriously. Yeah. As you mentioned, playing five years with the uh, Milwaukee Braves, and I would say, I mean, having looked at a whole bunch of these guys, and we're going to get to another one in this episode, 
probably the uh, the most legitimate baseball and basketball career. I mean, over five years in both sports at the highest level. Yeah, pretty impressive. Also, uh, I mean, just obviously an, inc an incredible athlete, won the uh, Washington State Championship in uh, the high jump when he was in high school. And uh, get this, I mean, uh, just to go through a couple of these accolades here, four-time All-Star in baseball as a pitcher. Four-time All-Star. Yeah, wow. And uh, won a title with the Milwaukee Braves in 1957, and then won three titles with the Celtics from 59 to 61. He won titles in both sports. Yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, one of only two people to win titles in two North American professional sports. That is wild. Was the other one D.L. Sims? The other one is uh, Otto Graham, actually. But uh, yeah, Gene Conley, I mean, uh, pr pretty incredible stuff. And actually in uh, retirement, went on to uh, found the uh, the Foxborough Paper Company, which he would run for uh, 36 Had years afterwards. Uh, Absolutely. Foxborough, uh, not far from where we are currently, uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts. And uh, he was inducted into the uh, Washington Sports Hall of Fame in uh, 1979. So a uh, pretty legit career from uh, Gene Conley. Did not know about this guy. Yeah, and unfortunately he passed away at the age of 86. Well, that is sad to say, but at least he was born in 1930, so he uh, he, he got got a good few years in there. Yeah. But a very interesting story of uh, Gene Conley. He made my team as uh, as my four. Let's move on to your three, Mills. Who do you have there? I had Don Collins. Now I know you got you had this guy coming off your bench. Um, this guy um, from Toledo, Toledo, uh, Toledo, Toledo, Ohio. Um, Attended Washington State, obviously, and 18th pick in the 1980 NBA draft, and um, 9.8 points per game for his career, uh, 2.8 rebounds, and 303 games played. Yeah, so uh, Don Collins we're talking about here is 6'6", 190-pound uh, uh, guy out of, out of Washington State, yeah, taken with that 18th pick in the uh, 1980 NBA draft. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of not not a super notable career. I mean, kind of a reflection of uh, some of the overall talent pool here uh, coming out of Washington State, but did get in 303 regular season games. And um, had some pretty good seasons, three seasons averaging over 10 points per game. Yes, good point. And uh, was Pac-10 uh, Pac player of the year in 1980 while at Washington State. And I uh, really uh, played a whole bunch in, in minor leagues as well. I uh, really got it going in the CBA as a member of the uh, CBA uh, 50th anniversary team, so that's a uh, feather in his cap for sure, and actually won three CBA titles with the uh, Tampa Bay Thrillers during his career. Actually scored uh, 63 points in a game in the CBA, playing for uh, the Baltimore Lightning, and also in the USBL, uh, playing for the Tampa Bay Flash, so this guy could really uh, get some buckets. I mean, 63 yeah, points is pretty impressive. And I mean, still scoring over 10 points per game, like I said, in the league, so. Absolutely. And I should also mention, I mean, I meant, uh, said he played uh, played a bit overseas in, in Europe and such. Actually, um, pretty impressive. He won the uh, the French League Foreign MVP three times. And uh, there have been some pretty good players who have won the French League Foreign MVP, let me tell you. Yeah. Including uh, Devin Booker. Wow. I mean, you, you, uh, if, if Devin Booker is winning uh, is winning the same award as you, uh, you're, you're, doing yeah. pretty, you're doing something good. It's after, um, a different Devin Booker than you might think. <laughs> Well, this one, uh, yes, did attend uh, Clemson, so not the guy who went off for 40 uh, last night for the fifth time in his playoff career. Uh, different Devin Booker, but still. Not the one on the fence. Right, but uh, also someone named Devin Booker. So anyway, Don Collins picking up that uh, French League Foreign MVP award three times during his career. Yeah, impressive stuff. Impressive stuff from uh, from Don Collins. He uh, was coming off my bench, as you mentioned. He wasn't my, um, my starting three. 
my starting three was uh, the best player who uh, attended Washington Clearly. State. We're not going to say his name, but a great player. I had 37 points in the quarter once, five-time All-Star, four-time NBA champ, two-time All-NBA, all-rookie team, all-defensive team. And, and I am going to say his name. We're talking about Clay Thompson, the man himself. Yes, and he has a brother and a father who played in the league. True, and also has a, a brother who uh, plays currently for the Dodgers, uh, Trace Thompson. So a uh, wonderful athletic family. We've talked about them before on uh, the episode where we discussed Michael Thompson. But uh, Clay Thompson, I mean, this guy, one of the uh, one of the great shooters of all time, and he's still doing it. Yeah, um, 19.8 points per game for his um, career, um, 3.5 rebounds, um, 2.3 assists. Unfortunately, he missed a ton of time due to injury, but is back now. Hasn't made an all-star game since then, but had most threes in the NBA, three-point makes in the NBA this year, putting up 10 a game. 716 games played in a great career. Yeah, Clay is uh, 6'6", 215, uh, has played an important role on offense and, uh, and on defense through a lot of his career through this incredible run that the Warriors have been on winning four titles. Uh, and a lot of that time has taken on some of the tougher defensive matchups, obviously playing alongside the likes of Draymond as well. But a lot of times uh, playing, you know, man-to-man defense against uh, top wing scorers, especially uh, pre-injury, as you mentioned, missed uh, basically two and a half years uh, due, to, uh, due to various injuries. And um, But it has come back, I mean, uh, like, like a house of fire, honestly. I mean, I, like it, maybe not quite at the level that he was at previously, but, I mean, as we were discussing uh, last night in preparation for the episode, uh, led the league in uh, three-point makes and attempts uh, this season, made over 300 threes this year, and uh, he's shooting at 41.2%. I mean, he's right right on his career number. Yeah, very impressive. Absolutely amazing. I mean, uh, so notable in that he uh, grew up in, uh, in in Oregon, obviously the son of a uh, professional athlete and Michael Thompson, uh, grew, was a, a Little League teammate of uh, Kevin Love's uh, back in the day in, uh, in, in Oregon, and... Um, one, uh, his, his uniform, uh, number one at Washington State, is uh, retired. One of only two numbers that are retired. The other one uh, being number 55, uh, Steve uh, Puidokas, uh, who did not make the NBA, but who has his number retired as well, uh, has gone on to uh, win gold with uh, the uh, U.S. Olympic team in uh, 2016. Very impressive. Okay. And uh, as, as you mentioned, um, the 37-point quarter. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. to me, this uh, I, I was looking at his uh, Wikipedia page Last night, 37-point quarter not even mentioned on his Wikipedia page, which is absolutely insane. I mean, to me, one of the great feats of I all time. I will say it's a bit underrated. We talk about it a lot in our house, but I think I think it's a bit underrated. I mean, the man was 13 for 13 from the floor, 9 for 9 from 3 in, in, one that, quarter. in that quarter. 9 for 9. Yeah. And to me, one of the amazing. I remember the exact matchup. Warriors-Kings, Warriors, right? Kings, yeah. third quarter. Yeah, to me, I mean, like... Uh, one of the most impressive athletic feats uh, that there is, honestly. I mean, like to get that hot and to like never stop shooting. That, that's really the the brilliance of Clay to me. It's like not only does he make forty one percent of his threes for his career, which is insane, but he also is ready to pop all the time. I mean, this guy has has I mean absolutely no hesitation on getting that jumper off. I mean, you give him any space with the ball, it is going up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, famous for taking very few dribbles because that's really not his game. I mean, he's a yeah. catch and shoot type, but uh, man, the, the shoot part is, it is definitely going up and it is definitely yeah. going down when you're talking about Clay Thompson, the man who holds the record for the most three pointers in a game in NBA history 14 threes, 
And um, got to mention as well, this man has a 60-point uh, game in 29 minutes of action on the court. The only player in NBA history to score 60 in less than 30 minutes. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, scoring over two points a minute. That game, I mean, I, I, you know, to me, I mean, playing alongside uh, Steph Curry, I mean, it, it's it, you got to be a pretty unusual player to uh, actually like have some things over Steph Curry as a shooter. And he's been his teammate this whole time. Steph doesn't have a game with 14 threes. Steph doesn't have a perfect quarter like that. And um, Steph doesn't have a, a game with uh, with 60 points in, uh, in, in 29 minutes. That game, yeah. uh, he went 21 for 33 from the floor. This is again in, in less than three quarters. Yeah. 21 makes in that uh in, in that game for uh for Mr. Clay Thompson. Yeah. I mean Steph and the rest of the starters combined didn't have that, that, that many points. The rest of the team combined did no, the rest of the team did have that many points. Yeah, they, they, they had 82 more points. But, yeah, I mean, uh, so, Clay, I mean, one, one of probably my favorite players, I mean, uh, yeah. in the recent era, just uh, for the cold-blooded nature of his game, his uh, willingness to uh, remind his uh, competitors to this point uh, that he has those those four rings. He's become uh, fond of uh, showing com- his competitors four fingers to uh, indicate the four rings. And, I mean, you can't deny him. He's uh, he, yeah. He's done it. He's, he's that guy. Going so. for another one this year. He is going for another one this year. Big uh, big win for the Warriors uh, last night. So uh, yeah, we got to give it up for the, uh, the the great Clay Thompson. Clearly the best player ever to uh, play at Washington State and go on to play in the league. Yeah, for sure. No question. All right, so he was my uh, my number three. Certainly a guy who played two a lot. I mean, I, I kind of bumped him over a little bit um, to accommodate another player. I know you had Clay at the two. Yes, I did. All right, so we can move on to the guy who uh, bumped Clay uh, to accommodate, and that is one of the other best players from uh, Washington State. We're talking about Craig Elo. Yes, Craig Elo, probably the second best player from Washington State, had an, uh, the Jordan um, shot. What is it called? The shot. The shot um, over him, but still a great player. Um, 8.9 points per game for his career. Had like five seasons there, getting over 10 points per game, 10 or over, and 873 games in the league as a few seasons as a starter, but mostly coming off the bench like six minutes on a play. Yeah, yeah, well said. I mean, uh, solid player. I mean, hit uh, 37% of his threes for his career. And, um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, one of the guys who uh, played the most uh, coming out of Washington State for sure. I mean, taken with the uh, – the 48th pick in the third round of the uh, 83 draft. So uh, not a guy who was necessarily expected to uh, go on to a long NBA career uh, known as eggs or uh, Mr. Everything. Uh, that's what we're talking about with, uh, with Craig Elo. And I think definitely uh, best known for uh, his role in, uh, in the shot post career. I mean, that's certainly the highlight in which you see uh, Elo most frequently, but uh, yeah, a really solid career out of him. Also notable for having played uh, before Washington state at Odessa college which is actually the same college attended by a man who would go on to be the number one overall pick in 1991, Larry Johnson, before he transferred to UNLV. Yeah, um, pretty good two players to uh, go there. Absolutely. So, yeah, not maybe not a ton to say about, uh, about Craig Elo. I thought it was kind of interesting, uh, only a career high of 31 for, uh, for Elo. But, again, didn't, uh, didn't have too many seasons where he was uh, starting and playing a ton of minutes. Yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, I had, uh, I had Elo at the, at the two. And uh, who was your uh, your point guard? I had Elo at point guard. 
All right, so we should get to uh, to my point guard uh, before we wrap up these uh, these starting lineups. Malachi Flynn. Yes, that's who I chose. Um, current player went to San Diego State and Washington State on the Raptors. Now, it's Ward two number for the Raptors. Interestingly, eight and twenty two. Yeah, good point. Uh, taken with the twenty uh, ninth overall pick in the uh, twenty twenty draft, so just a few years into his career, six one one seventy five. And uh, what would you say about Malachi Flynn so far? Um, you know, he's been okay. Um, 5.5 points per game. Um, basically, like, maybe their eighth or seventh man on the Raptors. And, um, yeah, been pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say he hasn't really gotten his career going yet. I mean, has definitely been a bench piece for, uh, for the Raptors, uh, through this, his age 24 season. Obviously, not, uh, involved in the playoffs, uh, this year, but, um, yeah, a guy who's still, uh, kind of, I would say a little bit on on the fringe at this point. Yeah, but I think he still is in the league on the Raptors. Yes, uh, he, he is. Uh, as as you mentioned, uh, transferred to San Diego State, played his first two years at uh, Washington State before transferring to uh, San Diego State, and uh, definitely made an impact uh, upon doing so. Was a second team All American there at San Diego State, and uh, Mountain West Player of the Year in 2020 before he got drafted. It was actually, I mean, you, you got to give it up for this. I mean, actually made the all G League team and the G League rookie team in the same season in 2021. Yeah, pretty impressive. So his first year in the G League, this guy's getting on the all G League team. Yeah. I mean, good thing you went to the league. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Malachi Flynn uh, rounding out my uh, my starting lineup here. All right, so let's run through our, our starting lineups again, and we'll take a quick break. I had center um, James Donaldson, power forward Aaron Baines, um, small forward, Don Collins, shooting guard, Clay Thompson, and point guard, Craig Eagle. And I had uh, center, James Donaldson, uh, power forward, Gene Conley, uh, small forward, Clay Thompson, shooting guard, Craig Elo, and point guard, Malachi Flynn. We'll be back in just a moment. Now we're back to uh, talk about the uh, players who attended Washington State who uh, fill out our benches on this all-time team. So I know you, uh, you had Malachi Flynn and uh, Gene Conley coming off your bench. Uh, who'd you have next? I had um, Mark Hendrickson. Um, this guy was a uh, a decent player, thirty um, first overall pick in the draft and um, second rounder, first round pick in the second round, and um, three point three points per game for his career and uh, um, eighty point three percent from the line. So really good free pitch. Yeah, good free throw shooter, especially for a guy his size. I mean, 6'9", uh, 220, I guess some guys are pretty good at, at uh, free throw shooting at that size. Embiid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are plenty of them. So, yeah, 31st pick, as you said, in the uh, 96 draft uh, for uh, for basketball, anyway. Uh, went on to play 114 games in uh, in the NBA. Not not a super notable career. I mean, was kind of a backup uh, power forward, backup big um, as an NBA player, uh, despite having uh, had a successful run at, at Washington State. Uh, probably better known for uh, being a two-sport guy. I mean, uh, played those first uh, a few years of his career, age 22 to age 25, in uh, in basketball, and then transitioned uh, over to the uh, to the baseball realm, where he had a more substantial career yeah, as a uh, major league pitcher. Played all the way up until 2011. Yeah, played uh, from age 28 <laughs> to uh, age 37. This guy was a pitcher at Washington State as well, following in the great tradition of uh, Gene Conley. Yeah. Uh, for real, I mean, these, these are two two of the guys who I would say are most notable for having uh, had s- substantial careers in both of those sports. Obviously, not a uh, championship winner 
in both sports, like Gene Conley, so less decorated for sure, but a guy who um, definitely made his mark in, in both leagues. And you mentioned uh, his draft position for, uh, for hoops. Uh, this guy really had an extensive draft history as a baseball player. Yeah, I would say. Was drafted one, two, three, four, five, six times. Yeah, I mean, he was taken in the 13th round of the 92 draft by the Braves, the uh, 20 se- uh, 21st round of the 93 draft by the Padres, the uh, t- 32nd round of the 94 draft by the Braves, the uh, 16th round of the 95 draft by the Tigers, the uh, 19th round of the 96 draft by the Rangers, and the ninth and the uh, 20th round of the 97 draft by the Blue Jays, where he would actually go on to uh, begin his major league career. And this is a guy who actually, I mean, as a starter, uh, started 166 games in the league. Yeah, pretty impressive. Uh, extremely impressive uh, out of uh, Mark, Mark Hendrickson. A uh, guy who uh, was not a major strikeout artist, despite his size. A lot of times, these like really tall guys, uh, because you know the release point. I mean, where you're able to like get the ball out to. I mean, it can be pretty deceptive and hard to hit, but uh, not really a uh, a thing for uh, Mark Hendrickson. But definitely enough to uh, stick around for quite some time. Yeah, and okay, basketball too. Yeah, I mean, overall, uh, if you add him up, I mean, it's pretty solid. Yeah, uh, out of Mark Hendrickson. So he was on my bench as well. I guess we can get to uh, the guy who we haven't discussed from uh, from my bench yet, uh, and that's uh, Brian Quinnett. Yes, Brian Quinnett. We have uh, talked about this guy before, but let's uh, let's do so again in this context. Yes, probably on um, the 1989 draft. I believe so, yeah. Yes. Um, so 3.4 points per game in um, 138 regular season games, and uh, basically it. Yeah, I mean, he got got some run there with the uh, with the Knicks primarily, and then with the Mavericks down the end of his career. A uh, six foot eight, two hundred and thirty five pound shooting guard, so some pretty good size for uh, for a two. Uh, taken with the fiftieth pick in the uh, eighty nine draft, as we mentioned. Now, uh, I know we mentioned this uh, on our eighty nine draft episode, but got to mention it again because we're talking about Brian Quinnett. First of all, he got traded for uh, James Donaldson, so that is uh, that's pretty yeah, cool. I mean, nice. two Washington State guys getting traded for each other. Straight up. I believe so. I believe it was uh, was straight up those two guys. Uh, yep, Knicks the Mavericks uh, for James Donaldson. So uh, I, I bet they uh, they had some good uh, good laughs about uh, about that situation as it played out. Yeah. And uh, got to mention once more uh, his career high. He, this guy got twenty points in a game once at the Garden against the Jordan Bulls. I mean, it's not that impressive. I mean, he came off the bench. And, uh, I mean, he's a two, so he could have been going up against Jordan. 31 minutes, 20 points. I mean, I guess. I mean, yes, he did do 20 points, but I, I kind of impressive. Like, I mean, uh, all right, but he's on, the, he's on the court there with a bunch of Hall of Famers. I mean, you know, uh, Patrick, obviously, Jordan, Pippen. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, so uh, a major career Mark highlight Jackson. there. Jackson. Yeah, I mean, there were some really, really good players on the court there with uh, with him that night. Uh, probably not a super important game down the end of the season with the Knicks uh, under 500, but hey, they still uh, – and they lost. <laughs> but uh, still went up against the Jordan Bulls and uh, got those 20s. So that, that's pretty cool for, uh, for Brian Quinnett. He made my bench here. All right, let's move on to your next guy off the bench. Next, I had Kyle Weaver. Yeah, let's talk about this guy. Now, he was a basketball player, right? Yes. I believe. Not a Weaver. Yeah. Um, Washington State. Uh, out of Washington State, only 37 now. Um, five points per game in three seasons in the league. Played up until 2011. 
Yeah, so just a couple of years in uh, 73 NBA games overall, uh, taken with the uh, 38th pick in the 2008 NBA draft by the uh, Charlotte Bobcats, no longer with us. But, yeah, uh, he, Charlotte he definitely Bobcats for them. were uh, pretty bad. Yeah, so definitely one of the worst uh, teams in NBA history. Didn't actually play for the Bobcats, uh, moving on to the uh, to the Thunder prior to uh, beginning his uh, on-court career. Uh, worth noting, I mean, similar in some ways to uh, the great Jordan. I mean, how? <laughs> I mean, 6'6 six, six and uh, 201 pounds, so uh, pretty pretty similar size. Yeah. Jordan at 6'6, uh, six, six, uh, 192. Yeah. Uh, also, a long career overseas for uh, for Kyle Weaver, but I mean, clearly not a guy who had uh, necessarily the whole package. He scored of nineteen points in a game. Uh, that's true. I mean, you got to give it up for Kyle Weaver. I mean, he did get that nineteen point game uh, at one point. Um, actually, two points. He had a couple of nineteen point games in his career, but that's what he topped out as. Yeah, I started in those games. And actually, starting alongside uh, KD, KD and uh, Russ in that uh, that nineteen pointer. Of course, he scored less than both. Of them in that game. <laughs> yeah. As well as Jeff Green. Um, yeah, so uh, had another 19-pointer later in his career as well. Not not a super notable career out of Kyle Weaver. I remember him being thought of as more of a defensive uh, specialist, a guy who would be helpful on that end, but obviously uh, just wasn't able to maintain uh, much of a career there in the NBA, but I was going on to play overseas, as I mentioned. All right, so I had uh, Kyle Weaver coming off my bench as well. Uh, let's move on to uh, my next guy, another guy who is, uh, you know, sort of an active Player. I mean, he's in in the G League right now. We're talking I about. I watched him uh, a few seasons ago. Like in person, yeah. yes, we did see CJLB over at the uh, at, uh, TD Bank North Garden here in the Boston area. Uh, yeah, let, let's let's talk about CJLB. Um. Yeah. Um. Out of Washington State. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's why he's on this episode. Uh, Four point six points per game and two seasons in the league. Um, not hasn't didn't play in the league this year, but um, last year. Yeah, I and mean, then it played for your uh, your Blazers. Any any thoughts as a fan on uh, the the stylings of CJ Ellaby? No. Okay, another guy who's <laughs> uh, you know kind of similar to Jordan. I mean, less less so in the the hair department. Six six, two hundred pounds. And I was taken in the second round, forty sixth overall of the twenty twenty draft. So still a pretty young guy. I mean, eighty eight yeah. games in the league, but he's only twenty two. Yeah, he could get that easily. Definitely possible. I mean, has good size and, uh, you know, can shoot it a little bit. I mean, probably needs to improve uh, his, his three ball a bit to really make it in the league. It's under 40% from the floor uh, so far. So, uh, yeah, I mean, not not, not really uh, establishing himself to, quite yet, but uh, he's still got a chance actually playing in the uh, G League now for the uh, Salt Lake City Stars. So in the uh, in the jazz uh, system there, but who knows? He might, might break through uh, once again at some point. Yeah. All right, so I, uh, I had C.J. Ellaby uh, coming off my bench. I, I know you did as well. Let's uh, move on to uh, another player that uh, we both had coming off of our benches, and we're talking about Ron Davis. Let's get to this guy. Um, yeah, um, he was a 70 overall pick, um, played three years, also played in the CBA mm -hmm. for three years. Going to get to that. And um, 78 games in the league, so not a full season, but uh, yeah. Yeah, taken with the uh, 70th overall pick in the 76 uh, draft. Um, yeah, 6'6", 198. So, wow, a lot of, lot of guys right in that, uh, you know, Jordan uh, range uh, in terms of yeah. uh, size and, and, and weight here. A guy who played some small forward. And as you mentioned, I mean, not, not much of an NBA career. I mean, just uh, 78 games spread across uh, three seasons. 
but man, this guy cleaned it up in the uh, in the, in the CBA. Four-time uh, CBA scoring champ and uh, CBA MVP. MVP in 1980. I mean, as long as you can do it on a CBA, you don't have to do it in the NBA. Pretty awesome. And actually... Uh, a, what does the CBA stand for? Uh, I think it was Continental Basketball Association. Oh, that thing. So, I mean, it was uh, like basically the second league in, in America for uh, quite a while. Obviously, the standard of play well below NBA level. I mean, as you know, Ron Davis's career would uh, would demonstrate, but uh, he really got it done there. And actually, notable having played for the uh, the Anchorage Northern Knights. This guy was playing up in Alaska. Wow, that's uh, pretty far. Yeah, I actually won that uh, that MVP with uh, with the Anchorage uh, uh, Northern Knights in uh, 1980. And get this. That was a team that uh, played in Anchorage in a uh, high school gym. That was their uh, their home court. Wow. Yeah, pretty wild. Uh, but, you know, that's, uh, that's what was going on in the uh, the CBA at the time. So interesting learning some about these uh, minor league uh, basketball operations that were running through the yeah. uh, through the U.S. Uh, Ron Davis uh, taking part in, in that. All right, so I think we've now gotten to everybody on uh, on my bench. I know you have one more guy, so let's uh, let's get to him right now. Um, this Gail Bishop is his name and um, lived to the age of 81 in 205 days. Played one year in the league and averaged 8.3 points per game. Better than most people in uh, proud of Washington State. Uh, yes, he, he was uh, under consideration for me as well. Definitely wanted to uh, mention him. Unfortunately, I uh, haven't passed away in uh, 2003. So uh, you missed him, unfortunately. Uh, on planet Earth here, um, but uh, yeah, did uh, did last uh, 81 years, a six three, 195 pound forward. Obviously, the, that size doesn't really scream forward these days. But uh, this guy was playing in the early days, uh, 1948, 1949, with the Philadelphia Warriors. Uh, pretty cool. Actually, went on to uh, score 22 points in a game one time. So that, that that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. And uh, was consensus first team All American in uh, 1943. So I mean, that's that's pretty good honor. Uh, played on that uh, Philadelphia Warriors team back in the day with uh, with some of the greats, uh, Joe Folks, uh, Elmore Morgenthaler, uh, Roy Pugh, uh, Ed Sadowski. Some 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 really uh, high quality players. Chin Crossan, of course. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, l- let's keep him moving here. I did not have him on my team. He's in my consideration set. I did have on my team, however. Or excuse me. Uh, that, that's that's our whole. Uh, that's all of our benches. Did want to mention a few more guys, which we'll uh, get to in just a moment. Now we're back to uh, wrap up this episode by uh, talking about a couple of other uh, notable, I mean, I guess it's arguable, uh, players who attended Washington State. Let's uh, start with uh, Guy Williams. Now, this guy was known as uh, the Fly. Yeah. um, Went to San Francisco along with Washington State. um, Played two years in the league, 2.6 points per game, and played 26 games. Yeah, so just a little taste for uh, uh, Mr. Williams, Guy Williams, the Fly. Uh, age uh, 24 and 25, uh, just getting a few games in there with the uh, with the Bullets and with the uh, the Warriors. Uh, notable for, uh, I mean, he attended Washington State, but also his uh, his son uh, Noah Williams, a uh, current college player, just finishing up his uh, his college career. Actually, attended Washington State as well for most of his college run before transferring to uh, Washington this uh, most recent season. Yeah, so I'm uh, playing pretty high level college teams. Absolutely. I mean, those uh, high-level college hoops every year of his career. And, like, and not bad either. Yeah, getting legitimate minutes, absolutely. So, I mean, pretty cool for uh, for Noah Williams. Good basketball uh, bloodlines there. Good basketball family. 
Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's Guy Williams for you. Yeah. All right. Let's also mention uh, Isaac Fontaine. Now you might be wondering, like, why are we talking about this guy? He's uh, played six games in the league. Uh, you know, barely got on the court, let's be honest. I mean, 12 and a half minutes per game across those six games played, uh, just that uh, period of time with the uh, Grizzlies back in uh, got eight points in a game. 2001 2002 season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, once you see that he scored eight points in a game, surely your questions are answered. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, that's extremely impressive. Yeah, I mean, uh, even I couldn't do that. Well, nicknamed Ike, uh, six foot four, uh, 210 pounds. No, actually, the reason we're mentioning him is because he was a uh, First team, uh, all Pac-10 in uh, 96 and 97, so uh, impressive run at Washington State. And actually, is the all-time leading scorer at Washington State. Wow. With 2003 career points. That's over Clay Thompson. I mean, like, uh, you know, it's over everybody. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. This guy definitely got it done in college, even if uh, he didn't have a particularly notable NBA career to uh, follow it up. Yeah. Definitely got it in the college. And uh, finally, we'll, we'll wrap this episode up. We didn't get to quite everybody who attended Washington State. I think we're leaving uh, four guys on the table here. Maybe we'll get to them on a birthday episode or something like that. But uh, we're going to uh, talk about Ed Gata. Now, this guy, uh, just a uh, little, little taste at the beginning of, uh, of the NBA. Yeah, um, played for the Tri-Cities Blackhawks and um, played 15 games and 3.7 points. Yes, and uh, the six foot four, uh, two hundred and ten pounder uh, passed away in uh, December of twenty twenty one. So pretty recently, uh, just before turning uh, ninety five, I was taking the sixteenth uh, overall pick in the nineteen fifty NBA draft. So an, an old timer for sure, and um, notable for uh, uh, being in the uh, Washington State uh, Hall of Fame as well as the uh, Pac twelve Hall of Fame. So uh, pretty pretty impressive accolades from uh, from Ed Gata, and also. Uh, Notably, I uh, enjoyed uh, traveling, uh, particularly in his later years, uh, you know, prior to passing away in 2021, uh, river cruises with his uh, dear friend, uh, Joanne Slavin. Yeah. And um, before we end this episode. Hold on. I just want to mention also, it's, it's worth mentioning about Ed Gaeta. I noticed this in uh, looking at his uh, obituary. Uh, despite having attended Washington State and being a, uh, a big fan, I mean, he's said to have loved his family and the WSU Cougars. Also an avid Gonzaga basketball fan. So this guy is yeah. like, he's, he's spreading it out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, no longer, but he, he did prior to his uh, passing away. I mean, Gonzaga, obviously a fantastic program. So you can understand getting behind that team. Yeah. Especially as a Washington guy in recent years. So before we end this episode, I just want to give a quick shout out to Norton Barnhill for his painting abilities. Wow. So this is, <laughs> this is a, a great, great surprise. Norton Barnhill also having attended Washington State. Let's, uh, let's talk about him briefly. I mean, a guy who's gone on to, uh, you know, so, some pretty uh, notable work as a, as, 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 as a painter. Yes. <laughs> Played one year in the league, and he will forever be known as a um, dominating basketball player with um, one point in the NBA per game. Yeah, he scored four points total. I mean, you got to give him credit for that. Yeah. Two makes, 10 minutes. Five personal fouls. Yeah, so just a little cup of coffee in, in the league for uh, for Norton Barnhill, who is a 6'4", 205-pounder. Still alive and well, oh. as far as we know. He's approaching his 70th birthday, so a little uh, happy birthday in advance for uh, for Norton, and uh, keep up the good work with the uh, painting. Yeah. Uh, taken with the 134th pick in the uh, 76 NBA draft. So, uh, yeah, good addition there about uh, Norton Barnhill. All right, I think that's what we got on this uh, Washington State episode. Uh, thanks uh, thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out Favorites with Ava and Matt. Yeah, we should have a new episode coming uh, coming soon, but we have uh, some great stuff in the in the archives there as well. Uh, definitely um, 
check that out. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so at uh, Barnards on the NBA at uh, gmail.com. And uh, we'll look forward to coming back to you with another episode soon. Bye.